Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 278, episode two of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Tuesday, March 7th, 2023. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Potatoes O'Brien, and I'm thrilled to be joined by a very special guest co-host, an award-winning podcast host, writer, producer, actor, voice artist. It's Jackie Sneo! Ooh, that's all y'all get today. That's all y'all get today. <laughs> Y'all don't even get lyrics. Y'all just uh, get just y'all just get y'all just get teases. It's it's <laughs> March, which is you know tease month. It's tease month over in Neil household. Okay. What up, Negroes? How we doing today? How right. you doing, Jack? It's so good. It's right. always good to see you, man. It's always good to see you. You got you got a new background, man. You got a new background behind yeah, you. Yeah, I'm in Pittsburgh at my mm. in-laws' house. Damn. Screaming Dear Daily Zeitgeist uh, I love the, it So the whole house you know, I love it I want y'all to see this dedication from Jack He He's still coming with, to y'all in Pittsburgh If I was anywhere but Burbank I wouldn't be here uh, <laughs> Yeah man So I, I want y'all to appreciate Jack O'Brien in these streets Appreciate this man And my wife who carried the uh, recording Like the arm for my microphone in her bag because we flew red eyes on spirit separately love and it. had to spread the spread the weight around you know so we didn't yeah, have to, to spread too much. <laughs> so, so you didn't get above 32 pounds yeah, exactly <laughs> it, well, you go to 41 pounds and it's like they're like it's oh like you might as well be flying first class uh, right on, like <laughs> delta because seriously yeah it's crazy. It's bad out here. But, like, that's the thing that's changed is that there's, like, a airline that flies to the city you're trying to go to. Like, from, I know. from L.A. to, like, Pittsburgh, which is not, it's not like a tiny city. You know, uh, you it's know, a this city. Two, this they two have major sports cities. teams. I was yeah. going to say, they got a sports team. Listen, if you got a baseball and a football team, you're a major yeah. city. Yeah. <laughs> and a hockey team. And they all have the same color. I mean, Come on that's now. pretty Come cool. Come on now. But yeah, Spirit was our only option, which Spirit also has the same color as their sports team. So maybe that's the yellow that's and why. black. Yeah. The yellow and black. Listen, black black and yellows always stick together. Black and man. yellow, so, black and know, yellow. I get it. <laughs> well, Jaquise, we are thrilled to be joined by a very funny stand-up comedian and artist yeah. who was recently named one of Who Ha Ha's Comedians of 2022. She hosts and produces oh. the long-standing monthly stand-up show at the Hollywood Improv Salty AF. AF. <laughs> I'm old and my brain doesn't work. Yeah, it was a red eye. You we know? got it. It's Holly Brown. Oh, hey, hi. Salty AF. I know. It's, uh, it's salty as fuck over here. 
Yeah. Always. <laughs> yeah, I, I forget. I forget even what I just no. said. Like, like, salty F. I still read it as salty F all the time. I'll just be telling comics like, yeah, would you like to do my show salty F? And they're like there waiting for me to finish the sentence and I never do. So, I, you know, I don't I don't know when it became the case when like I got old. I, you know, I don't know how old you I mean, I know how old you are, Jack, but I don't know how old you are, Holly. But I will say that I routinely have to look up online all these goddamn acronyms yeah. that oh, yeah. these kids are coming up with. I don't get it. I'm only 36. And I was like, man, is this how we made our parents feel? Old, yeah. quick as shit. <laughs> yeah, but like, ours were know. so lame. Ours were so lame. I feel like we had phone. Not we had what is it? FOMO. We had these other. Now I, there's one that I don't understand. Still, how to use it? Bet. How do you use bet? I don't know how oh, to use bet. it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I I can give. I can bet. Bet is not a new thing. Bet is. Oh, shit. I've been saying bet since I was like six. It's a it's a black community thing, you know. So bet just basically means like. I'm giving the keys out. If Lacey was here, she would have my hand. <laughs> Stop. Uh, but she was like, "Stop giving the keys out, Jackie's." But bet basically is just like, "All right, cool, 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 cool. All right, word. All right, dope." It's just oh. basically like a, it's an affirmation indeed. of is, indeed. Is, yes, is what I say instead. Yes, when, so, what, when you would say bet. I say indeed, my good sir. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. We was like, yeah. that's too many letters. Let's just put it down to one <laughs> quick word. Yeah. Oh, but I that. think it, it sounds so cool. Indeed. 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 I mean, honestly, we I might take that. I might take that and that may become that may become the new what do they call it? A A V E. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what that's like what the white folks call it. Somebody needs to tell my my neighbor Duncan to stop saying bet. If you could guess, he is very okay. white. <laughs> He's so. very white. He's very white. Duncan. I mean, listen, you know, I don't see too many white people saying bet. I see more white people asking, what the fuck does bet mean? But listen, <laughs> listen, you know, but but for those who know, and now you know, Holly, now you know. Yeah, so thank like your, you. The appreciation has grown because now. Absolutely. You know, you know I'm so excited is. to overhear it in conversation and not say it back, but I'm going to go, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. You can say, yes, yes, bet, indeed, my good sir. <laughs> my good sir, Duncan. All right. uh, Holly, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. The Republicans are like just now openly in favor of child labor. So we're going to talk about that. Like they're just out passing passing laws to be to make it easier. Like there, there's been some good reporting from The New York Times. We got we got to shout it out when it in the rare instance that it happens about all the child labor that happens in like these massive corporations, you know, factories just loaded down with child labor. And the Republicans' response has been like, yeah, we need to actually deregulate that so to make it easier. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to do a little CPAC recap because uh, Donald Trump <laughs> claimed that he could solve the Ukraine-Russia war in just one day. And then <laughs> Michael Knowles from The Daily Wire flat out stated that in his words, transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely, which is mm. cause, calling for genocide. And with know? a name like Michael Moles, you know he got picked on as a kid. That's, that's why he an asshole now. Uh, Michael Moles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Knowles? Oh, it's Knowles. Yeah. I thought you said so, Michael Moles. Oh, okay. No. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Then, nah, he's just an asshole because he's an asshole. Yeah, same last name <laughs> as Beyonce. So he, it's, it's like, really, things could have gone so much better. So much better. Uh, it was just constantly hanging over his head how much he had failed, you know, <laughs> because of Beyonce. Uh, Creed three made all the money at the box office. It's the highest grossing opening weekend for a sports movie ever. Ooh, highest grossing opening weekend for any of the Rocky films. I mean, I guess that's implied by the first thing I said, but still, it was pretty cool. And I didn't see it, but I, I'm excited to see it. And it just seems like a good sign for movie theaters in general i feel like we're seeing the reverse of what we saw with all the studios and you know coming to the streaming thing like being like well the pandemic has started so it will be here forever and just like spending all their money on streaming content like we're we're seeing the inverse of that where they're like now 
too slow to be get get the movies ramped up again maybe i don't know but it seems like there's a bunch of big movies coming out in march so maybe we'll come to the end of that uh all of that plenty more but first holly uh we like to ask our guests what is something from your search history oh my god i'm gonna be painfully honest right now okay there's one thing and one thing only in my search history all weekend this is a shame for myself that I'm admitting this, but it is all Vanderpump Rules related. Has, okay. Do we know about Do we know about this epic drama that has unfolded over the weekend by any chance in the Vanderpump Rules know. universe? Completely. Oh my god, I can I can give you the quickest rundown of all time. All right, so Me that's too. what our show is about. Actually, let's let's just do that. Yeah. Vanderpump Rules. Let's go. <laughs> Vanderpump Rules is the greatest reality television show ever created. I don't watch other reality shows. I have no basis for this whatsoever. I don't know if I've ever seen a Real Housewives, but this show is a bunch of monstrous single, was started monstrous single people that live in West Hollywood, lit, yeah. working at a restaurant, acting like absolute dipshits because they all had no money and they would spend it all, but now they all have money and it's so much worse. But this is... <laughs> This is the rundown is this one guy, Tom Sandoval, cheated on his girlfriend of nine years with Raquel. I'm just going to start. I'm just going to throw the names out there yeah. with Raquel. Raquel who has, these are all characters on the show, unless yes. otherwise noted. OK. Yes. Raquel has been making out with Tom Schwartz, Tom Sandoval's business partner and best friend okay. who just oh, got shit. divorced from his wife, Katie, of 12 years. Right after Raquel called off her engagement to James, who used to date Kristen, who used to date Tom. It's great. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, they all dating each other. It's like high it's, school theater. Yeah. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're really given up. Like, whatever we thought Tristan Thompson drama was with Khloe Kardashian, I'm telling you, this is this is 10 trillion times worse. It's incredible. I'm in a chokehold. I can't stop thinking about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I love this. I love this. I also love that, you know, like Vanderpump Rules is a great name. Like, I've been to, what's the bar in WeHo that, is from somebody from sir. that show, sir, sir. sir. Yes, yeah, there's I've there's so there. many now. Yeah, there's so, but that was the original one, right? That's yeah, yeah. The, that's like the OG. I've been there. I I just love the name. I've never watched it. I only watched the challenge and the Bachelor, and then I had a reality show podcast where I had to pretend <gasps> like I actually watched reality shows. So, <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alert, I lied. Um, <laughs> 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 but they paid me so but i just really just love that name it has like the best name i think out of any of it the does. reality shows vanderpump it really does. rules yeah. it's kind of giving o'doyle rules a little yeah, you know, yeah a little bit like okay so you're saying the drama is there it's so, it's so great my question is like are they all sleeping with one another because they know that they're all characters on the show and like they want like the way that a royal family will intermarry within the family because they want to consolidate power and like keep all the money <laughs> for it keep all the power for themselves like yeah. is there is something because that that web of social and sexual connections between mm -hmm. the characters like is reminds me of like the Habsburg family tree, you know, like it's just so interwoven. And yeah, I, I wonder if there's some incentive there. I feel like that was a very generous comparison. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, if you know, yeah, I mean, it didn't end up so well for the Habsburgs, but <laughs> I'm sure they think they're the royal family. I mean, they are, I would say, unfortunately, the royal family of Bravo right now, you know, so they, right. I think, I think there's something to that. These particular people in question, I don't know how to mince words, they are absolute losers. So I just think <laughs> people people in public probably won't sleep with them. I don't know why I just assume, blanket statement, you see this man's face, he looks like a generic Harry Styles wannabe mm, okay. um, in the worst way. And Because uh, oh. there's a good way to look like a generic Harry Styles wannabe. Yeah. Like, I think that's a, a base model of... Harry Styles. That's good. But no, yeah. this guy looks like he wants to be Harry Styles so bad and he sees a flare pants and he just buys it like that's there's yeah. no questions okay. asked. But it's I mean, my favorite part about the whole thing. And I listen, I know you guys don't know this drama, but I'm so excited to talk about it. But this whole thing, <laughs> the, the best part is that he dressed up as his mistress for Halloween 
in front of his current girlfriend and they all hung out together. How crazy is Damn. that? Damn. Drama. How crazy is that? Drama. That is drama. Just like, I, you know it what? It would be funny, I love babe. It. Yeah. It would <laughs> be funny. And then, I think she, like, yeah. yeah. What a mess. It's, it's, it's such okay. a mess. I am, I am under a spell. It's, I uh, open my <laughs> phone. I try to look at other things and I literally can't. You can't. Yeah. You can't. I can't. You can't. Yeah. You are un- hooked F. You are I, hooked F. I, I really am. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh what's something you think is overrated, Holly? Oh man. Only because I keep getting this for some reason, it's been an epidemic in the past few weeks. I think telling people they look like a celebrity is overrated. Stop telling them that. Don't tell it never okay. fares well. I think okay. any anytime you go up to somebody, even if you think it's a compliment, somehow it's not a compliment when you yeah, tell them no, they look like not. a celebrity. It never is. Unless you tell me no. I look like Idris Elba or some shit, I don't want to hear it. Right. But they'll always they'll always find a way. They'll be like, you look like Idris Elba flew a re- on a red eye. Like, they'll always <laughs> right. add a little thing on the end of it, I swear. Yeah. Right. Or, or man, you, you know who you look like? Who? Idris Elba from that one scene in Thor. Uh, <laughs> when he was dying. Man, that's right. how you look. Who do you who do you, who do you get, Holly? Who do you get? Oh my God, the the greatest hits of most recent. I got oh, I got Moaning Myrtle from Harry Potter. If you're familiar, <laughs> recently. No, she's a I, dead I know pervert. the character, but yeah, she's a dead pervert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, her name is Moaning Myrtle. So yeah, yeah, yeah. who haunts like <laughs> yeah. a bathroom, right? Haunts yeah, the haunts new. a bath. Haunts the boys' bathroom exclusively. She's yeah. a she's a, a real creep. treat. Yeah. I got I Carly if I were if she was into drugs. I got that. <laughs> that's I mean that's cool. That's, <laughs> uh, listen. Somebody thought it was a compliment. I mean, listen, you know. Yeah. Maybe 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 they want Miranda Cosgrove in these streets doing crack cocaine. I don't know. I, don't I know. know. I got that's last wild. night I got last night I got somebody told me I look like I had my hair in a ponytail and glasses on, and they said I looked like a girl from a cell phone commercial. And then when I asked a follow up of like, "Oh, which one?" like hoping to have a better compliment than what I thought it was, she goes, "Oh, just any." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you look like you do. You look like a commercial girl. Right. Yeah, you, 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 you look like the avatar girl. that they build on top of. That's, That's what right. I look like. Damn. So you I know who you look like, Holly? You look like it. Holly Brown. You look like Holly Brown. Oh, right, my That's God. what you look like. Has anyone or... ever told you you look like Holly Brown? This is no. one of the rules <laughs> of modern etiquette that we've, like the, the New York Magazine did this like 400 rule list of like, these, this is how you should text. This is what you should do when splitting a bill. This is, and like a lot of it is way off base, but. I the way that you are addicted to Vanderpump rules, I'm addicted to this magazine article to the point that I bought the like paper magazine. And one of the rules of etiquette that I do feel like we we've all agreed is just good. Like it it should be canon for everyone is like, don't tell people who you think they look like. It's it never goes well. No, I, I have a I have an eye condition. So my left eye doesn't work properly i don't know how else to say it other than my left eye's broken but sometimes yeah. i have this and then i always get compared to celebrities that are cross-eyed and i'm like why would people <laughs> why is that coming out of your mouth it never makes sense but at least they're quasi hot even if they're into drugs right yeah yeah <laughs> bonus they're like you look like colombo <laughs> if he was into drugs is he the one peter falk who had like a wandering eye Oh God, I don't know, but someone will probably tell me That's tomorrow. Real, so I'll let you know. Old, uh, old, old person <laughs> reference. Who are some cross-eyed celebrities? Actually, maybe I only know one, and I got really upset about it. So I made uh. it seem like there's a hundred, but there's just uh, Sutton Foster is like a Broadway actress. She's incredible, and she's got a wonky eye. And everyone tells me I look like Sutton Foster. So uh-huh. okay, the only one go. I know of is uh, Forrest Whitaker. Oh yeah, Forrest yeah, yeah, yeah. Forrest time. Whitaker. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker got the eye. Got the yeah, eye. yeah. The, the wonk. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I have the yeah. eye, so I'm allowed to call it wonking day in and yeah. day out. It's I look stupid, and I know it, okay? No, yeah. not at all. Not at all. I told you, you look like Holly Brown. You look like Holly That's Brown. right. Oh, I love her. <laughs> Holly Brown don't look stupid. That's right. <laughs>
I also have a, a slightly crossed eye. So my 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 eye also this one of my eyes is like the it doesn't open as wide as uh, yeah. the other eye. Uh, maybe, we all in the maybe, family. We? Yeah, we all have we all have a fucked up eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what's something you think is underrated? Ooh, um, chain restaurants. I think yes. chain Hell restaurants yeah. are highly underrated. I think everyone will f- die for one, and it'll always be one that someone else would respond with, "Ew," you know. Sure. But mm-hmm. I. I've had I've had some of the best me- like CPK is mine California Pizza Kitchen mm-hmm. that's my absolute oh, yeah. number one I would eat it every meal I would, if I was on death row they'd say what would you like to eat I'd say tostada pizza please <laughs> immediately yeah. yeah I think everyone has one and I like finding out which ones they are yeah yeah Jaquise, I mean what's listen, yours oh 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 I got a lot let me let me tell you something about chain restaurants they they're chained for a reason you know you know what mm-hmm. you're getting mm-hmm. the formula the formula is created to appeal to the masses, you yep. know? Uh, so I, I'm a fan of a few. Listen, like Comedian Feud, uh, we give out Olive Garden gift cards because I love me some Olive Garden. Them breadsticks the on point. Um, don't, yeah. don't, you know? The opening act of an Olive Garden it's, meal with the oh, breadsticks and salad is unrivaled. It's amazing. Yeah. And then also you can, get a, you can get a bottle of wine at Olive Garden for like $20. Uh, which is how much it costs <laughs> in the store. So, you know, other places you yeah. get a glass of wine for like 20. You get a bottle of wine for 20 bucks. Also, give yeah. me some IHOP pancakes every day I of the week. I love IHOP. Yeah. Oh, mm. love me some IHOP. Love See, me some probably IHOP. probably so many people listening right now. They're like, IHOP. And then they're going to go against you and say Denny's. My brother has eaten every menu item from Denny's, I just realized. He told me. Really? Uh, okay. He said, he said, pass on the steak. <laughs> Hot tip. <laughs> <laughs> good tip pass good on tip. the denny steak yeah, yeah now we are a, we are a chain restaurant friendly podcast hell yes. yeah yeah hell especially yes. california pizza kitchen we had just like a run for a long time about rhcpk like oh no way red hot chili peppers needed to get into the california pizza kitchen business mm-hmm. oh my god i mean california pizza kitchen it's so yeah. good that they like sell their pizzas across the country. Frozen pizza. That's how you know the pizza. It's good. It's good shit. It's good yeah. stuff. It's like it. when you go to In and Out, you know what you're getting every time. Some people like to argue In and Out's not as good and it's overhyped. But the best thing about In and Out is consistency, baby. You get to go. Yeah. You get the same thing every time. It's never tasting different. You the can't say that about other places. Can't be beat. The price truly can't be beat. If no. Yeah. If In and Out sold bottles of wine, they would be like seventeen dollars. <laughs> that would be it. Yeah, man, I thought Olive Garden was so fancy when I was a kid, though. Yeah, I was like, that was our night out. That was our like, yeah when we went out to dinner. You know, yeah, that, that was a very special occasion. You got to go to mm-hmm. Olive Garden, and they give you those little Andes mints at the at the end of the mm-hmm. meal. You know, pop the things in your mouth so your breath don't smell like cheese and wheat. Uh, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those are so much better than the other one. Like the just white chalky mints that some restaurants give Mm -hmm. out. That that was always such a bummer when we would hit that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break and then we'll, we'll be back to talk about some news. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. 
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. And we're back, and it's time to check in with the Republicans. They were up to some shit this weekend, past few days. So, you know, while while drag shows in libraries are clearly uh, extremely harmful to children, Republicans believe every young tyke could use a dose of backbreaking manual labor, according to, I mean, this seems to be the logic behind Uh, a bunch of Republican-controlled states currently considering weakening child labor laws. So they responded to the reporting that American factories like Tyson Chicken, you know, like big household name brands have, you know, are, are loaded with children working in their factories. And their response was like, yeah, no, absolutely. And we need to make it easier for that. We need to and uh, so, so they passed something literally called the Youth Hiring Act of 2023, mm. which would weaken the state's oversight of child labor laws by eliminating the need for a permit altogether. This is happening in Ohio, Iowa, uh, Arkansas. Sarah Huckabee Sanders pro- proclaimed she will sign the bill while also maintaining that protecting kids is most important. <laughs> Protecting mm. kids is most important. Sound definitely sounds like a heartfelt statement mm-hmm. that was not generated by Chat GPT. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, two Arkansas meatpacking plants just got in trouble for employing 102 children as young as 13 for overnight oh. shifts, and the oh. children's jobs that they are tasked with cleaning up caustic chemicals, sanitizing saws, and other processing equipment, and. Yeah, like I said, six of them were working at a Tyson facility in Mm. Green Forest in Arkansas. So it's protecting children is only important to them when it's their children, I I would Mm -hmm. guess. And the spoken thing is that these are not their children. Their children aren't going to work in a meat processing plant to sanitize the meat saw that is designed to cut through flesh as quickly as possible and deal with caustic chemicals right i know can you imagine i want every time you go to jersey mike's and you see them cutting that meat fresh can you imagine a child doing that yeah (laughs) no no i wouldn't i used to i used to work at a grocery store we had to cut meat and cheese and you know i was in the 18 year old range so i was a teenager at this point but man the shit we used to do to that meat and cheese man like let me tell you like i couldn't imagine having a kid like in there we would drop the meat on the floor and still pick it up and slice that shit <laughs> for the customers like if somebody pissed us off man like this is nasty i'm i'm sorry i was listen this was 18 years ago all right i'm 36 yeah. i've grown but like this also taught me don't fuck with people who are handling your food because whenever mm-hmm. somebody would like be rude to us we would go drop their fucking food in dishwater and then like <laughs> we would fuck it was terrible we did terrible shit so outside of it. just like outside of just not wanting your kids to you know be because i i mean like kids having jobs is a thing although they shouldn't but you know it is a thing. We can't deny that, like, sometimes your kids will sweep up, like, the barbershop or, like, shit like sure. that, right? Like, I had sure. a little cop job before I was 16 yeah, or 15. in a community like, setting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like, you know, we're saying, like, 
oh, a kid can't learn the value of responsibility and earning money and like all these things. But like outside of just not wanting your kid to deal with shit that an adult should be doing, like handling knives and blades or not having proper labor laws on their side. Like they can't work over fucking night because you're a child. I also don't want a kid handling my damn food. (laughs) I don't want a child handling anything that I need to, you know, have as an adult that needs tender love and care. It's kind of wild on both sides Mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. The fact that it's it's not you know, somebody in a community like working with their family or something to right. like learn a trade. It's systemic and they're trying to make it easier to do, like you let give right. less oversight, make it less carefully deployed, I think tells you all you need to know about like what they have in mind for yeah. this. Do they want kids to work overnight so they don't even they don't even have the time to go to these drag shows? I mean, yes. they're just too busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And kind, of, and kind of like a related story. So CPAC just wrapped up. It featured such highlights as Donald Trump claiming that he could solve the Ukraine-Russia war in just one day. <laughs> I can do it in just one day. It'll be, <laughs> so be the best cleaning you've ever seen. I alone ever, can fix it. Ever. I alone, Trump, MAGA. <laughs> but one of the most repulsive speeches, which I feel like is probably like they give out a palm d'or for like most re- repulsive speech at CPAC. Like the, you know, that's something that you are competing for in the grand jury prize at the end of CPAC. Mm-hmm. But the Daily Wire's Michael Knowles, who flat out stated that, quote, transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely. Mm. So transgenderism isn't a thing. It's an offensive term used by anti-LGBT activists to try and dehumanize trans people. Like it, it implies that it's an ideology rather than people. And mm-hmm. so calling to eradicate transgenderism means literal genocide. Like if you're you're calling to eradicate people. So it's, yeah, yeah again, and the thing that they put all like stake all this on is that they're worried about children, right? Like that seems to be the talking point that they like to go to. And the, and something that's like being swallowed by like supposed centrist, like Maddie Glacius, who like started Vox is like, he's become very toxic. The dude and, who got me banned from Twitter. Yes. <gasps> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, it, what, what did you say? You said that you hope he, I hope he stubs his toe or and has knee pain every day. Yeah. And that got um, you banned? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my he's god. Very, I've I've said so much worse. I, I think I've asked, fragile. I've hoped that people's limbs fall off. I mean, that's not <laughs> Yeah. That, it was a year ago now, I'm over it, but it's just always fun to hear his name. Yeah. <laughs> well, I so he's he'll be like unequ- unequivocal on all other subjects that have to do with human rights, but he's willing to adopt like these right wing talking points on trans rights being human rights. And the like he's taken in these these talking points where it's like, well, like there, there's this quote unquote study that the right has like manufactured that's like kids were identifying as attack helicopters and were given mm. gender affirming health care. And like they, they've created this fiction that, you know, it's extremely easy to get gender-affirming health care, which, first of all, it's not easy to get any health care in the United States. And second of all, it's like, incre- the thing that they're talking about as being, like, out of control is extremely rare and done extremely carefully. But for whatever reason, this Matt Iglesias and a lot of people who are, like, these New York Times stalwarts have just like backed down on this particular point. And specifically, they always like to imply that it's like children will say one, you know, one silly thing. And then suddenly they will be, you know, given gender affirming health care. And it's complete bullshit. And these are lies mm-hmm. that people on the right made up. And for some reason, they aren't willing to see through the lies on the right when it comes to trans rights. And it's it's very frustrating, especially because when you get down to the core of it, it's fucking calling for genocide. 
Yeah. 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 I also would argue that it's more than they're just not willing to see the truth. It is they are actively per- perpetrating the lie. Yeah. You know, they know the truth. They know yeah. they don't they know they don't give a shit about kids. They know they know like you know we grew up with teenage mermaids who couldn't talk who like had to marry princes or you <laughs> know uh princesses who didn't have you know autonomy over or you know the right to marry who they fucking wanted and you know a genie had to help you yeah trick a girl into liking you like yeah and, and i'm not bagging these moves i fucking love aladdin uh i love all this shit <laughs> but like i but like it's just you know this idea that adults who have been children before and who probably have children don't understand that the shit that we consume does not automatically like make us what you fear is mm-hmm. is ludicrous it's ludicrous they fucking know they know yeah they know and, and, and it's just when it's just it's a control i mean i'm not saying anything you all don't know but it's a control thing and then you get to use the most innocent of the groups on this planet the children as the scapegoat for your own hate, your own like you know phobias and racism and hate and sexism and transphobia and everything like that, and it's just it's just funny. It's funny that we sometimes let these people off the hook for not knowing or not wanting to see the truth or blah blah blah. They know exactly what they're doing. Like we know exactly what we're doing when we do dumb shit or bad shit. <laughs> Some most right. of the time. Most of the time, so yeah, it's it's uh it's always a funny th- it's always a funny thing. Uh, like I'm playing The Last of Us two right now because The Last of Us is on, and it gets to a scene where like the main character kisses a girl, and even in the video game, and this is in set in twenty thirty something. Like, dude comes and was like, "Hey, there's kids here," and it's just <laughs> like. All right, bro. Like you don't give a shit about the kids. That just made you feel some type of way, type yeah, thing, right? And they call, and it's that's that's what it always is. It's, but we yeah, default it's so, to. It's scary as hell. I feel like we're heading towards a place. I I went to a Christian private school for one year, and when I was in uh, kindergarten, and I would get in trouble mm. every day for trying to wear pants. They wouldn't let me wear pants. It was wow. that you know the uniform was so strict that girls had to wear skirts, boys had to wear pants. And I feel like that is what they're trying to make everything. Every part of society is going to be a uniform, you know, literally uniform as in clothing society. Yeah. That's what they want. How will you know which bathroom to go in if you're not wearing the skirt that the woman on the bathroom sign wears? You know, I mean, it's, it gets confusing. So I get confused. I get confused. Yeah. <laughs> like every time I roll up to a bathroom that has the person in the chair, I think I got to go get a chair to pee. Yeah, <laughs> and that's fair. You know, I get so confused. I know. (laughs) Yeah, it's just dumb, bad faith bullshit that on this particular, on trans rights being human rights like that, it it just like the, the, it's really making some inroads when it comes Mm -hmm. to like the supposed center and the, the New York Times, you know, who did, did good reporting on fucking child labor, but on this they're just asking questions about this thing that is all 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 based on like absolute bullshit just, yeah 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 and this michael knowles guy i don't know if you've seen his, his face i mean i i didn't know 100% who he was i'd seen his face circulate so many times on tiktok there was a lot of like feminist tiktok videos that he was trying to debate a feminist and every time it was just him talking over a feminist sure but he he looks he just why do they all look like theater kids who were losers in the theater kid community? Like that's right. what they all it's it's just such revenge that's seeking out seeping out of their pores with their little it smirks. Is. I saw it. Yeah. It has to be. I'm a, I'm a theater kid myself, but I was cool as shit. <laughs> I I hung out with uh, the athletes. I got the girls. I was I was black too and you know, I was the only black boy. I got all the white girls. I got all the black. I was cleaning up, and motherfuckers yeah. hated me for it. <laughs> like, people hated me. 
They hated yeah. me. And and it's it's funny though, man. It, that, that's such a good analogy because you know, there is speaking on the theater kids and a lot of this it kind of coincides where it's just like you feel like you're owed something. Mm-hmm. And then when somebody comes and and you know, ruffles up the status quo that of the thing that you feel like you're owed, then you start feeling some type of way. So in this instance, like with a lot of these people who promote hate, they're feeling like they're owed this country and this respect and this like reverence that they have been told their whole fucking lives that you are going to you, you, you can get. And the fact that like now we're getting to a point in our society where it's like now nah, everybody deserves to be treated equally and you know, these people don't just need to be hiding anymore. And like, and no matter what marginalized group it's messing up their status quo. And it's like, well, wait a minute, I'm owed all this reference and blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. they feel some type of way. And I just say, let them be fucking nerds and slowly. Yeah. Die. I'm all for calling them. Like, I, I feel like I'm a nerd. I was a theater kid. I, I have a Pikachu tattoo. I'm definitely a little nerdy, fair on that <laughs> side of life. But I feel like if I ever were to call somebody a nerd to their face, it would only be those people. Like, that's who society should only deem as nerds now. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. A- yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about movies. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby Award winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. And we're back. And Creed 3 made all the money. 58.7 million in North America. More than 100 million globally. The biggest opening ever for the Creed Rocky franchise or a sports movie, which... That's crazy. Man. That's surprising like, to some me. Some big sports movies. Mm-hmm. That's surprising to me. Yeah, Ali. It made more than Ali. Yeah. Well, I guess also yeah. you know adjusted for inflation, I guess. But like, because when Ali came out, tickets were six dollars. But yeah. like, <laughs> that is still surprising to me. I mean, Rocky yeah. Four was like. I mean, I guess it's different. Like, but Rocky Four like was the number one movie for like half of the year that it came out, but. You know, yeah, I guess they just didn't people they only released like eight movies back then. So you just knew yeah. you could catch it the next yeah. weekend. Yeah. And now movies only stay in theaters for six days or some shit like mm-hmm. it, right. it'll be Korea to be on streaming next month. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah. but it even yeah. it even beat D2 Mighty Ducks part two. So <gasps> wow. you know, oh, it's doing something right. But yeah, I don't know <laughs> the other story that like kind of 
emerged was that Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson went to couples therapy in character for the movie. <laughs> Tessa Thompson said, I think the moral of Creed 3 is that all people should go to therapy. And that's pretty and, much the moral of Creed 3. Yeah. Presumably people Creed should 3? go to therapy as themselves, but going as someone else seems to work pretty well, too. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. very funny. I did see Creed 3, so I, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to give... I'm going to try my best to not give any spoilers, so no spoilers. Okay. However, I'm going to just give my opinion on the movie, so if you don't want to hear anything, I will just say that to you right now. I, I, I had never seen any of the Creeds before this week. Oh, okay. just get that out there. And like, I know, I know, like the writers, I know the dude who wrote the first movie, not Ryan Coogler, but his writing partner, Aaron Covington, shout out Aaron, who also is a writer on Grand Crew, which is out now. So please go watch it. Yeah, uh, but crew. also like, I just never got around to watching it. I don't know why. I don't know why. I, it was a movie I've always wanted to see, but I decided to watch both Creed's this week before I went to go see Creed 3 because I really wanted to see Creed 3 because the trailer looked dope. Jonathan Majors is having himself a year. He looks mm -hmm. fantastic in it. I wanted to see the movie. I watched Creed 1, Creed 2. Fantastic. Truly fantastic fucking movies. Creed 2, I was high as shit when I watched it. It got me emotional. It was a beautiful wow. movie. It's such a good movie. Creed 3 is a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. All right. Okay. Creed 3 is a good wow. movie. Not Go what I expected you to say. Go watch it. Go watch it. I'm telling you, in the grand scheme of movies, it is a good movie. It is worth the watch. It is worth the time to go and enjoy some time at the movie theaters. It wasn't your favorite Left Creed. Me, left wasn't my favorite Creed. Wasn't okay. my favorite Creed. I, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. I don't think it is, but I thought it was too short. Interesting. That's what I'll say. I think the movie is too short. Mm -hmm. The movie is missing key elements <laughs> that time would have given the movie that the other two movies had. And and I don't know what that is. I, and, and I've noticed this recently. Like, a lot of movies are starting to, like, shorten their run. Not a lot, because there's still some three-hour fucking movies. But uh, movies are starting to shorten their runtime a little bit. And studios are starting to make a conscious effort to, all right, maybe you don't need to be in the movie theater for two and a half hours. And I've always said this. If a movie is good, I don't give a fuck Please. how long it is. Yeah. Oh, hey. A movie, if a movie is good, we'll be there. And mm -hmm. I know not everybody's the same, but if the story is compelling, a great movie can make two and a half hours seem like 90 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. A bad movie can make two and a half hours feel like a whole fucking day. So, like, that, that's, that's my take on that. I thought the yeah. movie was too short. I thought the movie was missing some things, but the movie is still good. Michael B. Jordan is great. These niggas look amazing in this movie. Jonathan Majors is just oh my God. on he, another planet right now. <laughs> like, they really so crushed fantastic. it with marketing wise. They really they really knew their audience for, to some degree because man, it was a lot of just wet bodies. I'm like, well, <laughs> well, well, well. I've never seen a boxing movie before, but it was uh, <laughs> spicy just to, for thirty second Taylor trailers. But yeah. The pitch yeah. to studio executives was like, we all know Jonathan Majors exists, but uh, yeah. what if he was wet? Yeah. They were like, what? Like, heads start exploding. Yeah, Man, that guy's just like Scrooge McDucking his life diving into money right now. He's got to have mm. so much money. Quantumania, yeah. this movie back to back. I mean, I want to see, see his bank account. Yeah, I, I also love Craft and... Yep. Uh, what's the movie he had on Loki, Netflix? He's he was been, Loki. Loki. He was on that mm -hmm. Netflix movie, The Harder We Fall. Like he's just been, mm -hmm. and he's great. That's the good thing. I I I love, I love when an actor is having their moment. Mm -hmm. I love when a black actor is having their moment, and I love that when on top of their black ass moments, they're also fucking fantastic. So it's like they deserve this. Not they. They're not just having a moment because they're having a moment. They're having a moment. Because they are fantastic. And it's like, yeah. Jonathan Majors has it. He he is on another planet right now as far as acting goes. And he's he's doing the damn thing. And I love it. He really is. I think he's going to be, like, he's on his trajectory to be one of the best actors of our generation. Hands down. He's Yeah. He's having his Mahershala Ali moment from, like, two, three years ago. Right, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. But even that felt like Mahershala Ali was, like, a little, tried to, tried to keep it, like, so there wasn't so much 
Mahershala Ali that like we didn't we 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 weren't left wanting more, but Jonathan Majors is just like suddenly everywhere and everyone's like, Yes, feed me, feed me, <laughs> please more. That's a good point that I don't know. You never hear people say a movie is too short. Like if a movie is a good uh-huh. hang, sometimes it feels too short. And er- the only complaint is like cranky film critics being like, I have to pick up the kids, wrap it up. And it's like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know if that represents most film fans. Like, I, yeah, if if I'm enjoying myself, I, I'll hang, you know? Oh, yeah. On it, on, it beats going out to bars. Yeah. I'm such a homebody nowadays. And I'm like, it feels like I'm doing so much more than I am when I go to a movie that's really long. I'm like, yes, I had a full night of fun. I didn't go out. I went and came home at midnight. And I feel so accomplished at, yeah. at a three-hour yeah. film. I love going to, I love, I'm a theater head. I love going to the movies. I, I love the experience. It's amazing. AMC A-list for life. You know, for those of you who don't have AMCs in your town, it's a movie subscription program. Well, basically one month costs the price of one fucking ticket. It's amazing. You can see like nine movies a month. So I'm in the theaters all the damn time. Yeah. And when I say this movie was short, it wasn't just like, I wish that it was longer so I could have been enjoying myself more. I just felt like, there were key parts of the they story something. Yeah. that they rushed through that, especially with me just seeing both creeds like this week. So it's very fresh in my mind how those stories let all their beats breathe mm. in yeah. the way that it needed to. That that's my that's my complaint on Creed three. Mm. However, go watch that shit. Two black leads. Michael B. Jordan's directorial directorial debut. That's a beautiful oh, yeah. movie. Shot well. Good movie, yeah. Felicia Rashad. You know, give it up for our mom, Felicia yes. Rashad. It's a good time, y'all. It's a good time. Yeah, like they don't even fit the boxing, the the fight in at the end. They're just like you get the first round, and then they're like, <laughs> uh, and yada yada yada. You know who wins, anyways. Move. No, I mean, that's not true. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah. They focus more on the therapy aspect in that one. Yeah, exactly. was it really therapy, therapy heavy? Like, that's what I'm my main takeaway from this review from Tessa Thompson is that it's a, a, fil- a boxing film about therapy first, fighting Kinda. second. Okay. Kinda. Yeah. Man, yeah. I was this, this reminds I was sitting at a bar one time in 20, when I think the first Creed came out in 2015, right? I was sitting. Um, something, yeah, somewhere yeah, around there. I was sitting in a bar and I remember so specifically because the guy next to me was like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> just like couldn't couldn't keep himself together and the bartender right. is like are you okay and he's like creed's ruining my life <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting there so invested and then he begins to tell the bartender that he used to date tessa thompson i don't think any of this is true but right. he says he used yeah, to yeah. date tessa thompson and that she left him for the movie creed mm-hmm. like, i don't i don't that doesn't track your your name is you have a you know a Supreme shirt on your name is Nick. I don't think so. No, no. <laughs> same, bro. I would have just been like, same, bro. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he needs to watch this movie and maybe heed Tessa Thompson's words. Go to therapy. Also, I hope yeah. it is true. I hope, I hope he did date Tessa Thompson and she left him to go film Creed because <laughs> what a ludicrous thing to be upset about. Like, yeah, dude, yeah. she left your <laughs> ass to go film point- a fucking movie. <laughs> That's yeah, like bro. you just have to be like, yeah, good call <laughs> by you, Tessa Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just if you if you go to a bar and you're just going, ugh, and you make noises, I don't trust oh, anything yeah. that's coming out of your mouth after that. I think True. it's all he lies. Was, <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Mm. Mm. Ah. It's yeah. like, what happened to you today? Please tell <laughs> me. Everything okay? Um, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. they've got they got like big movies coming out every weekend this month, which is the first time I can remember that. Like Scream 6 is next week. Shazam yeah. 2 the week oh, after. Yeah. John Wick 4. We just need a, f- a 5 and we would have the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, we'd have two uh, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Amongst Thieves. I don't Among Thieves, rather. Uh, March 31st, which I don't yeah. know how that one's going to do. But yeah, we'll see. I'm very listen. I'm very excited. Why is this dude calling me? Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm very excited Was for it Nick uh, calling you. Dude? <laughs> hey, man. 
I got I got some shit to get off my chest. <laughs> hey man, do you know if you can get me back in contact with Tessa? Uh, <laughs> she left me to do Creed three too, man. <laughs> and she never came back. <laughs> she never came back. But now nah, I completely forget. Oh, I love that. I'm loving. You know, look for the past from like basically 2009 up until 2020, the blockbuster lane has been filled almost exclusively with MCU. Mm-hmm. And I'm not knocking that at all. I had a fucking great time last decade watching the book that was the MCU <laughs> like unfold on, tele- on on the movie screen. So this isn't me complaining about that. But as someone who's an actor, who's an entertainer, who does movie, uh, like film and TV, and have loved this medium since I was a child, I am loving the reemergence of the original summer blockbuster. Like when we were kids, when mm-hmm. like Independence Day was a blockbuster and like Men in Black, or basically Will Smith. And then, like, <laughs> yeah. or like even like Liar Liar being a blockbuster movie kind of like, yeah. or Jaws. Like I'm yeah. loving that. Like, movie stars were their own genre of yeah. movie. There's the Will it's Smith amazing. movie. There was the Jim Carrey movie. There's the Bruce mm-hmm. Willis movie. Those were their own genres. They yeah. were their own genres. And, and I'm loving, I love that Top Gun was fucking like a big movie last year. Like. I love that Creed 3 is a big movie right now. Like, I love that these non-MCU movies are coming back to the theaters and saying, we are putting asses in seats again. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty it's a pretty dope thing that I hope continues. So I'm excited for this this year of movies. Yeah. 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 It, it, it does feel like we've been... Like, I've had this sense that, like, some some movies over the past couple of years have done better than they would have otherwise because there was just nothing else, like, coming out for, mm-hmm. like, four weeks. Like, that, I feel like everybody was scared of Avatar, so they just, like, didn't release that much after Avatar came out. But it, it's not like Hollywood to leave money on the table, but I guess, I guess you know, film productions are so... You know, they take so long and you have to be greenlighting these things so far in advance that I, I do feel like they've probably recognized that and started ramping up production. But we're just we're just now seeing it. I, I feel like there used to be a box office battle that you actually didn't know who was going to win back yeah. in the day. You're like, oh, shoot, these two movies. I mean, a lot, half the time it was two similar movies coming out. And you're like, well, why is this happening? Two right. movies about bugs. Do we need this many movies about bugs? But. It yeah. was you never knew which one was going to win. It was really exciting to watch. And now you just go knowing, OK, everyone's going to see this movie. No one's going to see this movie. And that sucks. I want more movies like that one that no one's yeah. seeing. Yeah. Yeah. I think they should release two movies about a- planet destroying asteroids every weekend. Hell yeah. For in perpetuity. That's my. Yeah. <laughs> what were the two bug movies? I, I, my brain oh, was coming uh, up with a blank. A Bug's Life. I mean, oh, 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 okay, got it. Ants titular, and, and ants yeah, yeah. and ants, of course. But yeah. the, I just, I just read something because I'm so invested in like those dual movies where they always have the same premise coming out within like a month of each other or something. Yeah, and uh, that one was truly out of spite. I just found out that Bugs Life and Ants. It was like a director from Disney went to make ants and was like, "Well, they're making a movie about bugs. Somebody get me a script." And then they made one. Right. Yeah. It's like uh, also when No Strings Attached and Friends with yeah. Benefits came out. <laughs> it's the exact same fucking movie. Yeah. They exist in my brain as the same movie. Like They I, are the uh, same movie. Yeah, You could splice yeah. them together. I feel like you could. Just a lot of str- no strings in those films. Neither yeah. one. <laughs> Neither one. Well, Holly, such a pleasure having you on The Daily Zeitgeist. Where can people hey. find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Um, I'm mostly on Instagram, so I'd actually just primarily go there. I'm at Holly Brown Comedy on Instagram. I post all my shows, and you can follow at Salty AF Show. I do a monthly sold-out show at the Hollywood Improv. We've sold out every show for over a year and a half, which is pretty cool. So get on those tickets right when yeah. they drop. Yeah. Yeah. Go follow Holly on Instagram and just mm-hmm. sit on that feed waiting for the next <laughs> yes. tickets to drop. I have a timer. And I have a countdown timer in my Instagram stories. Even for when it's 37 days, you better get on that shit. There you go. Don't Hell sleep. Yeah. And is there a tweet or work of media that you've been enjoying? Um, yes. And I know this is going to be weird because I didn't intentionally bring up bugs earlier in order to bring up this tweet. But I have a bug tweet. It's <laughs> a bug tweet. 
I like you don't I, have to pretend like this wasn't <laughs> all part of the plan. I swear. Holly. We I see right I, through this shit. But go listen, ahead. Listen, I know I'm a calculated lady, but I <laughs> I uh I was a lizard girl growing up. I feel like that's just like you can blanket statement understand what kind of child I was that I really liked creepy crawlies very mm-hmm. hard. I had a lot of lizards, many of them. And uh, I saw this I saw this tweet thread of this girl whose dad is an entomologist and she was like just listing off sick bug facts and they were pretty they were they were pretty sick. Not yeah. Lie. Right. I can give you some bu- I can give you a bug fact. Yeah, hit me a bug hit me with a couple hit, bug hit facts. Hit us with one. Hit us with one. All right. Sick bug fact number two. I'm not gonna lie, sick bug fact number one wasn't super sick, but sick bug fact number two, very <laughs> sick. That's where they get you. <laughs> yes. When a caterpillar goes into a cocoon, it doesn't just change shape like an anamorph in there. It releases enzymes and digests almost its entire own body into liquid. That's crazy. Uh, that is That's I crazy. <laughs> and then just creates a new animal in there. I yeah. hate it. I'm terrified of butterflies. Like legitimately. Oh, really? oh, oh yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand them. I don't understand their flight patterns, their erraticness. I don't understand how you can be one thing and then goo yourself to another fucking thing. <laughs> like I don't goo your way. I'm gonna goo yeah. my way on over to uh, being a butterfly, <laughs> if you don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> nah. I will not allow it. <laughs> no, they've got beautiful face. They've got beautiful wings and ugly ass faces. Butterflies are, are um yeah, but but butterflies are butter faces. They really are. Yeah, ugh, ugh. Mm-hmm. these big mm-hmm. long legged fucking creepy mm-hmm. insects with colorful, different color wings. Oh no, yeah, no. I will. I will run from a butterfly. I will run from butterfly take before. Almost I... as uh, uncommon as the movie is too too short. Is <laughs> I, don't trust, I don't trust butterflies. Jeez. Nah, like avant garde with these takes. I don't even know if they're hot. They might just be, <laughs> <laughs> but they are solid. That's that's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Holly Jaquis. Where yep. can people find you? Is there a work of media you've been enjoying? Oh, man. Well, you know, you can always find me in these streets, everybody. Also, Instagram at Jackie's Neal. Comedian Feud is 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 popping right now. We uh we sold True. out the last show in like three fucking hours. Not enough tickets to we, go around in Los Angeles, not folks. Not not apparently not. On these Instagram feeds. Not enough tickets. So we are going to. So uh, breaking news. Uh, We are going to live stream the show. I'm almost fairly positive. Uh, So if all y'all motherfuckers who've been asking me to live stream this shit for a year, be like, is there going to be a live stream? Are you going to live stream it? Where would a live stream at? I would love to see this where I'm at. I can't ever make it to L.A. If y'all don't buy tickets to this live stream. I'm coming to each and every so one of your houses. Me God. I'm coming. I'm coming to your houses. I'm going to check your internet connection first. <laughs> and then I'm going to look at your bank statement to make sure you have $15-20 cuz all that shit y'all been talking about you want a live stream. I expect these tickets to be hot, hot off the presses. So, yeah. I'm just letting you know now Zeit gang, uh comedian feud every month. Uh, and don't do it out of so a sense fun. of obligation. Do it because it's one of the most fun, entertaining. It's a good show. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a, a fun blast. show. Yeah, Scott Alkerman and Jason Manzukis are the captains. Jenny Yang doing comedy. It's gonna be a good ass time. Grand Crew on NBC debuted March third. Yeah, so yeah. season a uh, season. I two. love Grand Crew. Yeah, season two is on Peacock right now. Every Friday, live on NBC. Uh, I will be showing up in the back half of the season for a few episodes so if you're expecting to see me in the first five episodes you're going to be disappointed but if you wait five weeks you will be very very uh your your patience will be rewarded so grand crew how i met your father out right now a lot of shit y'all a tweet a tweet black people after getting good service from a retail employee and finding out they have to come back another day always ask are you going to be here? Because, you know, we can't. We got to make sure we, <laughs> we work with the people. And then another one. Hearing that Harriet Tubman used to knock out crying babies because it could possibly get them caught is the wildest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and it makes oh me so happy. Oh, my God. 
baby you crying she just hit him with the elbow shut your ass yeah. up <laughs> shut up you about to get us back into slavery shut up uh <laughs> hit him with the one hit him with the creed one two yeah. <laughs> there you go that's a short Very movie funny. right there bop that's a just... short movie right there there you go <laughs> Let's see. A tweet I enjoyed was from Natasha Leone, who tweeted, "Why can't someone invent a healthy cigarette? I thought this was the future." Question: Weed is weed, Natasha. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then Brooks Otterlake tweeted, "If you really need to ask a sheep, have you any wool? You are probably way out of your depth." Yeah, I don't know who wrote that. <laughs> you can find me Silly. on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you're going to enjoy. Super producer Justin, what is a song that you think people are going to enjoy on this Tuesday? morning i usually put a lot of effort into finding a song or personalizing a song for you guys but i'm tired i miss miles um so i found (laughs) this song uh, while i was playing an outdated version of nba 2k this is a song called uh let's go by gunde garcon it's really fucking hype I, i love this track it's a good way to start out your week, but it's also a great way to end your week, too. Like, it's a pretty good party, like, weekend track. So, uh, this is Let's Go by Gunda Garcon, and you can find that song in the footnotes. Footnotes. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. Back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.